Hello, I am Bruno Catala. I am the game designer of King Domino, which just won the Spiel des Jahres. And you are listening to Seven and Hand. It's Seven and Hand! Woo-hoo! by Good Games. Is this game real strife, or is it just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, Bruno escapes from reality. Open your eyes, delay your demise, and see. I'm just a poor boy. I need more territory, because I'm Easy Coins, Domino, Little Knights, Grand Chateau. Anyway, the tax flow doesn't really matter, as long as it comes to me. Are you ready, Freddy? This is Seven Land Hand. Man, there you go. Queen Domino has nothing to do with Rock Band Queen. It is, however, a domino drafting, territory building Eurogamer from the King of Euro, Bruno Cathala. It was released in 2017, and it's a game for two to four players with 25 minutes to build a kingdom. Queen Domino was designed by mathematical madman Bruno Cathala and comes from Blue Orange Games. The art was done by Cyril Bouquet. I only mention that because he's got an odd name. I'd also like to point out that Blue Orange Games can be acronymed to BOG, which also makes me laugh like a playground miscreant. <laughs> the, ga- the game's elevator pitch reads as follows. You are a royal seeking the new lands to expand your ever-growing kingdom. Explore and conquer the different terrains and develop the best and richest territories for your people. Scour lands full of wheat fields, forests, grasslands, swamps, mines, and towns, diversifying your kingdom's riches along the way. Tax the lands wisely to fund the construction of your towns, pick your buildings, and erect carefully, and try to win the queen's favor, all while making sure your plans aren't foiled by the dragon's flame. Make sure to strategize and acquire carefully, as others are also competing for the same lands, a stake in the riches, and the heart of the queen. One disclaimer before we proceed, Bruno Cathal is not actually a madman. However, he once modelled as the green man for European pedestrian crossings. He's all go, is how I interpret that. Sounds fair. But what does it all mean to gamers? Don't stop me now. Today, I'm joined by Killer Queen's Matt Fat Bottom Girl McHale. (laughs) Now, I really thought we were going to duet the uh, intro, David. No, no. (laughs) And uh, Radio Jamie Gaga Lawrence. We are not amused. That's not a Queen song. No, but it's a. It's a. Which Queen is it? Go on. We're it's not, Victoria. Queen Victoria. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. going down that. The uh, the yeah. The okay. actual Queen. Yeah, the, right. the actual kind of Queen. Yeah. <laughs> to that, I'll say. Uh. That's, yeah. Yep. All right, got it. What geekiness has flashed are hard into your month this month, gentlemen? Well, I've. I was going to say the uh, Blood Bowl season has opened here Ooh. in uh, in Perth, yeah, uh, which is awesome. I've got my uh, elf union team made up of high elves you and the... dark elves. Oh, no. uh, Daniel was telling me today, uh, another, another guy that we know, uh, that he played against a dwarf team who got the, the death bowler thing. The, the death roller out death there. Roller out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is just a picture of this, a fantasy steamroller. Um, yeah, so the Leeds, Leeds kicked off, league, it's the first week. Um, and I'm yet to be crushed, but uh, I'm playing against Scott Mangini oh, yeah. uh, in my first round game. So I'm looking forward to that. You still first round game? Yeah, I'm playing it. Uh, well, by the time this goes up, I probably would have played it, but yeah, I've yet to play it. Oh, that's why you're still buoyant and full of life. That's exactly. I haven't been crushed yet. Yeah. <laughs> Has Scott got a good team? What's he playing? Uh, no, he's about as experienced as I am. He's got a human, human team. Yeah. So I expect a win there. Yeah, because. 
humans are pretty ma- uh, mid ground, aren't they? There's nothing they special about them in any kind of That's uh, realm. They're just uh, all rounders. The elves are very good uh, agility wise, speed. That's it. But they get completely crushed if they come up, if a, an orc gets hold of them or... Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, the last time the, the, I've played one exhibition match so far, and I did take it out 3-1, so, you know, that's Again, who are you playing against? Uh, I was playing against a vampire counts team. Okay. I don't know what to make of that. Lots of thralls and a few vampire lords, and I just, I just murdered all of the thralls. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I love Blood Bowl, and... Mm. I love the the essential setup of the game, which is that you're either playing a bashing team that just wants to knock down the opponents until you can walk in some t- uh, touchdowns, or you're playing a running team that you pretty much just want to run in touchdowns before you get bashed off the pitch. Well, that's it. There was my I, actually I had a little bit of both. My my elves managed to do a lot of bashing uh, as well. The, the thralls were really weak. Let's be honest. But then they also managed to run into the end zone three times. So, you know, yeah, and it's a it league, works. isn't it? So you develop star players over the term of a league and you can also uh, take injuries that will yep. eliminate your players from future games while they get better. Yeah, so it's just like a regular league of Football. pick your favourite sport, Yeah, really. Yeah, that's it's very cool. Yeah. I'm so excited that it's back uh, it's, back out. It's twenty weeks though, so I mean it's it's ten weeks officially, but it's spread out over each week's uh, yeah. fortnight. This is just the league that you're in. That's though. the one that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. Twenty weeks. I get you nailed on for yeah. half a year's worth of entertainment. From what I've heard, uh, Blood Bowl used to be really, really big in WA mm. um, uh, several years ago. So I guess this is a chance to bring it back with the uh, yeah. new release. Is your team painted? They are indeed. What colours have you gone for, Matt? Uh, I've gone for very earthen tones, actually. So lots of crimsons and and, uh, mustard. I don't know what sort of ground you'd dig. You'd describe that as earthen tones. Is it yeah, you go yeah. digging in your garden and it comes well, up burgundy kind of and dark. mustard? <laughs> Jesus. With, with a bit of silver for That's the why armor. you got your That's house so cheap, Matt. You're living on a nuclear waste ground. <laughs> they look really good. It's probably some of my best painting work thus far. Oh, yeah. I'm well, happy. We'll be the judge of that. Why don't you put a post up on the... Uh, 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 I have, but let's, I'll play this first game, crush these pesky humans of Scott Mangini, yeah. and, uh, and then I'll boast about it after that. All right. Shout out to Scott. You better. To beat him, <laughs> Jamie. What's happening over in uh, in Sydney, New South Wales? Uh, uh, I played uh, Great Western Trail last night, which is a uh, a game by Alexander Pfister, oh, yeah. who we know from uh, Isle of Sky, which yes. we reviewed um, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was one of the best games that I've <laughs> have played. That was a long. that was too long a pause there, yeah. Jamie. It was the, the pause was the pause was that I don't think it's a game for everyone. This is this is a seven land hand micro review. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a game for everyone because it is overcomplicated in places. There's there's a lot going on on the board. There's lots of extra ways to score points and extra rules and things going on. But that said, that complexity and just trying to figure out my way through that maze of potential point score was so much fun. It was a super euro. Nice. Oh, super euro. Super euro. Okay. Yeah. Super euro. Oh, well, so yeah, on if, you, uh, if you enjoyed Isle of Sky but wanted more and more depth, this is the game for you. Great Western Trail. Mm. Super euro on theme with today's pod. But before we get to it, was, we uh, finished doing a a live Seven Land Hand at the um, Perth Games Fest just recently, which yeah. is a lot of good fun. We had. Um, 
the girl down the end, the guy in the middle, and shout out to Imogen, who was on my team, uh, playing. <laughs> Basically, we just did Matt's quiz. We were going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, we but, had a show to do. <laughs> yeah, but Matt's quiz was, it was, it was, let, let, cover your ears, kiddies. It was fucking dreadful, <laughs> and it went for a whole hour. <laughs> And and to complicate things, I mean, everyone knows how bad Matt's quizzes are. Yeah, we also couldn't hear each other, and it was very boomy in the in the in the town hall. But we all had fun. Uh, lots of badges given away. Um, we got had good games, vouchers. Yeah, people uh, were looking at us. Everybody that got on stage got a board game. So um, yeah, we made some jokes. Matt's expense pointed at him and laughed, and uh, yeah, and left and played. Um, oh, what we did do. <laughs> <coughs> Ooh. Which I found excellent fun was that the the town hall was there and everybody was in their own booths checking out uh, you know games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now the guy who was doing the audio belonged to Perth Town Hall, so he said it was fine. I said we'll play our jingle at the beginning of the show, our <laughs> intro music, and he said, "Yeah, that's fine. I've got it here on the sliders, so I can control the volume, all that sort of stuff." I said, "Great," and I'll play an outro music. So I pressed go on the music, and the place was a rockin'. It, yes. it turned into a rock show, and um, I thought it was a tad. And when I by tad, I mean really, really loud. Um, <laughs> it was a tad too loud, and. Um, yeah, and then and then we hit we hit the floor, and then we we exited the same way. So everybody that had uh, drifted <laughs> off and thought, "No, I'll go and do this other thing." By the time we played the outro tune, boom, it was back on again. Yeah, we also got to mention in someone's review, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, they said that uh, it, it was all. I think it was something along the lines of it was all right, and you could uh, tune them out if you chose to. High which, praise indeed. Yeah, I know. So we'll take that <laughs> as a as a high five from the reviewer. <laughs> And uh, oh, what was great was that they spelt our name wrong on the on all the publicity. They wrote Seven Handland. Yeah, oh, that was that was their fault. And Matt told them that our name was It's Seven Land Hand. Because so in my head, like, everywhere, everywhere <laughs> it was written, it said It's Seven Land Hand. And that's because when I wrote it in my head, I was doing the intro theme. So, so I go, it's Seven Land Hand, and that's what I had in my head when I wrote it down. Yeah. So today's <sighs> so today's game review is It's. Queen Domino, <laughs> and last month it was it's love, yeah. love, Lovecraft letter. That you, get, you get the vibe. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else? We, 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 have we got anything else? What, what, uh, what we, watching Netflix, our <clears> usual <throat> little roundup of what's going on there. Netflix update. Yeah. The Punisher is on. I've been watching that. Uh, Pun- yeah. Punisher. No which spoilers. Is the, no, no, no spoilers. What are you giving it at the moment? Nine out of ten. Um, way too heavy on exposition. Oh, I hate that. So they're treating the audience like they're stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I'm getting that. Um, the lead actor... Um, is the nurse in it yet? No, no, oh, not where I'm up been, to. No, that's why it hasn't been any good. Uh, yeah, I'll just she'll come in save the day. It'll be fine. But uh, I'm really digging... Oh, I, can't, I can't even remember his name. Uh, but he was Shane from The Walking Dead. Punisher guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is a terrific Punisher. He also played the Punisher on the Daredevil crossovers. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, really, really good Punisher. Yeah. Uh, he suits that role down to a T. Uh, I just find it's a little, the dialogue's just a little bit meh, to be oh, honest. Okay. Uh, so I'm hoping that it does pick up. Um, well, I finished Stranger Things. I won't give any spoilers away, but 10 out of 10. That that show just keeps on giving. I love that that show. It's very 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 cool. Yeah, uh, that's my next thing. 
So much, so much so. I was looking at a, a special eleven with blood coming out of a nose and electrodes on a head pop vinyl today, <laughs> thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, could be room for that in the pod. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, something to avoid yeah. at all costs, and that is uh, Van Helsing. Uh, yeah, Van there, Helsing series. series. It's a Netflix, oh, Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is bloody awful. Don't mm. watch it. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say because it doesn't really, it's not worth it uh, spending any more time. Jamie, Net- what have you been watching? Netflix though? news? <laughs> um, not a lot on Netflix. I, uh, I'm up to date with The Good Place, which is um, one of the, oh, it's a joy. It's the, that show is just half hour droplets of pure pleasure. What is that? Um, the Good Place. It, it's got Kristen Bell in it. And <laughs> the setup is that she, and, and, and it also has, uh, Ted Danson. And uh, cool. the setup is that she has died and goes to heaven, the good place. And uh, Ted Danson is the architect of the good place. Um, the problem is that there's been some sort of clerical error and she's taken the place of someone who has her, the same name as her. Oh, uh, nice. And she is actually quite a terrible person. Oh. And, um, <laughs> so she's it, getting it a is bum just rap. Amazing. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Hang on, Kristen who? Bell. Bell. Kristen, oh, good. Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell would play that awkward, um, very sweet, but getting um, a bum deal uh, really well. I can imagine that working. Yeah, so that's that's been really good. Um, also, but checked out Limitless, which is a sort of one season TV show based on the, the movie, movie of the, the same movie, name. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the the movie I thought was quite good, and the show is a, it's more of the same, and yeah, it's been fun. Um, the dude is, you know, addicted to the drug that yeah. switches on all of his brain and makes him amazing. Um, so he does, does that for the, uh, for the CIA and well, it's really good. It's you play, sort of, you've been playing Isle of Sky as well, Jamie. You said you had Isle of Sky stories or was that, um, just talking about Mr. Fister that earlier? Was, that was just remembering Alexander Fister and Great Western Trail. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Oh. The other thing that I've, that's been taking up a lot of my time is, uh, I've been, Reorganizing the house a little bit. Um, I've sort of made myself a home office because I'm I'm working here reasonably often. Yeah. Uh, and that has involved bringing in some shelves and you know because I work for a game company, filling them with board games. Um, <laughs> of course. So I have a cool, I have a pretty cool little office going on here with uh, just game shelves behind me. How do you and, stack uh, your games, ma- Jamie? Magic card on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how have you stacked your games? How have I stacked my games? Uh, I've played Tetris with them, to be honest. Ah, just uh, jammed them in any which way they'd go. Just, just, how can I get the largest quantity of games into this room? Yeah. Hey, speaking of <laughs> speaking of which, I've 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 uh, d- I received a notification that I'm receiving a package this you know next week, which is an indication that we're hitting a uh, uh, hot season of Kickstarter purchases from last year. Yes, which I went crazy for about two months. And, uh, and then I stopped. So for about the next two months, we should be getting a whole bunch of Kickstarter games through. We unboxed Infected, which I can see on the shelf yep. over there the other day. Haven't had time to play it yet. But. The next one we're going to unbox is a Lamp. Fascinating information, Matt. Oh, damn. Also the, the, the one also- that I just received, it's the wooden handmade <laughs> box game uh, that uses an interesting mechanic where, well, it's, it's actually a whole interesting thing where the actual game board is a shadow. Oh yeah, that I think pretty... Matt. I, I think Matt might be trying to tell us that he bought a lamp. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, no, he, and it was it's a, a game. It was accidentally listed in the game the game section. So he, yeah, he's been he's been duped. What's really bad is that I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, we've got. So we got infected. I, I recently got my Cthulhu Premium Bust statue, which was way overpriced and looks fantastic. I put it in the front room, looked resplendent, and at home amongst all the other sort of Victorian era knickknacks that I've got. Wife came home, said that's fucking disgusting, <laughs> and now Matt, there it is. It's up yeah, there in the it's shed. Up here. It's here in the pod. Um, uh, oh, that's what I've got. I've got Call of Cthulhu metal dice coming from uh, Q Workshop and Chaosium. Yeah, I think that's what's arriving next week. Then GKR heavy hitters, the world of smog, rise of Moloch, and then a couple other things that aren't going to shout out to the rivals, masters of the deep guys. That'll never arrive. And um, <laughs> oh, he's, you're so positive there. And lobotomy board game that's coming out of Poland. That's all. That sounds fun. And there's yeah, a lot, like, a lot of lot of weird monsters wandering around a like a psych ward. Just blood and blah. A lot of creepy miniatures there. I think I'm going to be hitting you up for some of those miniatures to use in RPGs, I think. No, you ain't going to get them. Oh, great. Uh, Lark Lamp is the game I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, and Hardback, the prequel to Paperback. That's I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Tim Fowles, he posted that um, they'd had something with uh, production, which means that they've gone back in. I think there was some misprints or something. They've said, nah, let's redo it. Let's get a quality product out. Because it's Tim. It's like, yeah, that's going to be, that's a good call. If uh, the boys from uh, Rivals Masters of Deep came up with a story like that. Oh Ouch. <laughs> All right, but that's oh, that's that's an interesting thing that we've discussed this. But this is why we stopped. We were going to do lots of Kickstarter interviews and get people on Kickstarter projects talking on the pod. Yeah, but because it's such a risky thing. We didn't want to end up talking to someone, getting you know stuff ahead of time, playing with it, and go, "Wow, this is really great," and the whole thing fall over because you, the listener, might fall foul of that, and we wouldn't want to be responsible for something like that happening. So well, it's I, a tricky business. Yeah, I can understand that. Hes- like hesitancy. to support people. Like to play new games, but um, yeah. So cool, mini or not? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah, the the one company who does repeatedly, you know, inhabit Kickstarter that doesn't need it and sends you like a suitcase full of goodies when you, when it <laughs> yeah. arrives. Yeah, it's worth doing it just for that alone. All right, shall we uh, shall we wrap this part of the show up and uh, come back and uh, get on with the rest of the? Uh, we'll what, do what a we let's do a sleeves. Let's do a killer queen domino. <laughs> Win! Queen Domino! Win, 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 win! By commenting on the Facebook page for this show, episode 108, at facebook.com backslash 7landhand. That's a forward slash in the note, Matt. Uh, I always read them as backslashes because I'm ambidextrously challenged. We'll (laughs) we'll announce last month's winner of Lovecraft Letter in a spooky while later called Neats and Twos. This month... To draw a winner, Good Games HQ wrote unsolicited love letters to over a thousand people across the world. One person responded. Ooh. That person yeah. is not the winner. And every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month, Christmas month, it will be Queen Domino. Christmas month, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favourite. Bruno. While stocks last, Seven Land Hand listeners can get 10% off Queen Domino at every Good Games store attached to a swamp, mm-hmm. prairie, waterland, mine or town. Just pull up outside your nearest Good Games store in your best royal carriage and state this month's password. Don't stop Don't me, stop me now. now. For all of December. 
Don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. That's while stocks last. Go buy Queen Domino for a friend's gift. Then boom, shopping done. Christmas shopping done. <laughs> now, on with the show. Queen Domino! Domino. Best space game I've ever played. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not a space game. No, it's not. What is it, Jamie? What is Queen Domino? Uh, it is an 8 by 8 grid of black and white squares where you have to get your pieces to the other side. No? Wait. No? That's checkers. I'm <laughs> describing it. That was Queen Domino with Queen... That was chess. It's, it's really funny. David and I both shared a look like... What the fuck is yeah. he on about? <laughs> so in Queen Domino, yes. you're a lord, right? Uh, you, you work for a queen managing her lands and a king managing his lands. They share the lands. Yeah. You look to care, take care of them. And you're trying to grow these lands. You want to you expand. You want to be a big shot in town. You know, you want Billy Joel music to play when you walk in the, gym, the joint. <laughs> so to do that, you're going to every, – every turn, you're going to grab some new territory. You're going to join it onto your existing kingdom. And you're going to hope, hope against hope, that the queen takes an interest in your town, comes and uh, checks it out because she'll give you an extra crown in your in your kingdom, which she's, will make you the winner. She's really into architecture. But uh, but even w- even without the queen, you can still win the game. Oh, yeah. You've just got to get the most crowns in the biggest areas of territory that you can. Oh, more on that later. So, so the so the narrative, so the that's the narrative, and the and the objective of the game, like any other Euro game, is to get your your what did I call it? A Euro tracker, Euro scorer, Euro something like that. Calculator, Euro calculator that Bruno always gives you in all of his games, yep. and get more victory points than everybody else. That's it. Yeah, that that says it's it. Most uh, the person with the most wins. I, yeah, and the it's, thing I really like about this game, and especially the rule book is that it tells you the object of the game is to cleverly connect your dominoes in <laughs> yes. order to build your kingdom. If you're not doing it cleverly, you're not doing it right. Yeah, well, that is true. And we, but we jump ahead there as well into how to play it and pro tips and stuff because you can trip up and be very stupid uh, in how you do that. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. <clears throat> yeah, Haven't more on that <laughs> soon. And that's not the royal we, that's the we as in we. Yeah, we both, we've both done it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, me too, uh, me too. What does it look like on the table in front of you, Matt? What have we so, got? So, let's go through all these components one by one ad no, nauseum. No, 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 all right, no, no, fine, no. fine, fine, fine. You've got three rule books. You've got, you've got an English chance. one. You've got a Spanish one. You've got a French one. That is cool. Yeah, it is actually. So, mm. it's multilingual, which is probably because it's a Euro game. I think it's that's a, a staple thing, No, but actually. I think that's... I think if it, the game has to come out in German in order to be a Spiel des Jahres uh, contender, right? Which is interesting. Because what? There's no German rule book. Yeah, it isn't. But, but this will be like the the box for yeah. maybe a big chunk of the world. That's it. And then they'll it. have a special Spiel des Jahres version with free money in it so that they, yeah. they win. So well, the rest- actually, I- interestingly, if you are on the convention circuit at all, anywhere that uh, anywhere that uh, blue blue orange games goes, there's giant sized versions of the game you can actually purchase. Um, they ah, make they make cool. bigger versions. Just to, you know, like, hey, look how cool this can be. I saw they had a life-size version of Bruno sitting in a large <laughs> throne as well at one of them. <laughs> that was that was a really authentic Bruno, that one. Yeah, moving and everything. <laughs> it sounded like him. It was fantastic. Where do they find a cutout of Jamie, though? That's what I want to know. How do they manage to get their hands on one of those? Jamie's got loads of those. He's got loads of those. So besides the rule books, we've got a number of dominoes, which... 
not in your typical domino sense. They are split cardboard pers- tiles. Cardboard, t- cardboard tiles. Big chits. Yep. And as you said, they have things like forests and war and waterways and towns and fields, that sort of thing on it. Mm. The other chits that you get or tiles are the buildings, the various things you can construct. There are lots of towers and king meeples and little tiny little soldiers. Knights. Knights, tiny little itty bitty knights. The and we smallest. Why the hell are they so small? But they're so small because you, you have the need to jam many of them onto, onto one, one of tile. these onto one tile spot area. So it makes sense that they're that small. So in the end, don't, yeah. Don't forget all the cash monies too. The yeah. cash monies, yes. There's denominations of one, three, and and nine. But don't don't freak out about. I'm saying it again. Don't freak out about the size of the knights because you know you might have already <laughs> jammed one up your nose and it might be there for six to eight months. But it was small for. <laughs> reason and that reason wasn't you can pack more of them it the reason wasn't sticking it up your nose it was part of the game (laughs) uh the only other two little wooden bits you get is a little blue dragon or a little red dragon on a blue thing cute dragon yeah not threatening not at all despite the fact that he flies in and ruins tiles and the other one is the queen herself looking very resplendent in her hat when we've drawn a mustache Oh, we drew a mustache onto ours. So it looks like <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Uh, and there's also a, a trade row. Well, uh, like a trade row, yeah. but a bidding well, board. Exactly. Yeah, a trade actually, row. trade row board. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the calculator. And yeah. a little little castle that goes and sits as your, on your starting tile. Yeah, and the castle. It. The castle is cool though because it's like a little three D thing. Four little four yep. little pieces that lock together make a, a, a castle. Now, when you build it, make sure you get all the right coloured bits because each bit has its own colour that says this is That's the it. purple castle, orange castle, white castle, so far. What is I? Didn't, I really um, like the little castles because they they really serve no purpose, but they look great. Yeah, I love I love little three D knickknacks like that in games. Yeah. Like you know, Cult Express. Oh man, that's just the you know makes me excited just be- before you even play. You know, you're already loving the yeah, game right? before yeah. you even get build going. a train. Yeah. I agree. It's I like agree. Lego in a, in a game. Yeah. The other thing that I really like is a little bit of humour injected into a game, and right. each of the dominoes uh, has little humorous. Uh, Easter eggs all throughout, and it's really great. I spend a lot of time just looking at them, at, at well, the little features. Like you this say one. that, but we didn't notice any of them. It was only when little people, such as a twelve-year-old son of mine, started playing, and his face is closer to the tabletop. <laughs> therefore, he noticed these things and started pointing these things out. And once we started listening to him, we saw we saw more. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like getting yeah. a car. Uh, wanting a Nissan Murano and then seeing none, and then all of a sudden you have a Nissan Murano. No one wants a Nissan And you Murano. see them everywhere. Nah, no one wants one of them. Uh, the, art, the art on the tiles actually gives me just vibes of like Asterix comics. Yes. There's, there's just exactly. That well, same we sort of Oblix? comical people drawn onto them. Did we, we say we spotted I think we Oblix spotted Oblix, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, we, cool. we're pretty sure. It looked like him anyway. <laughs> he was carrying around a big stone block, but, you know, a man of her by any other name. Uh, I don't like to make cultural generalizations, but, you know, Asterix is French and Bruno's French. Yep. So I'll also say it. It's a seven line hand fact. If you can't find it on one of your chits, that's because we've got a special edition. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but, yeah. if you, but if you do, that's because we've been super observant. We've pointed that out for you. You can that's thank it. us later, listener. There you go. You're going to spend all your time, instead looking of playing the game, looking for Roblox. Um, and, and that's it. And it's all very nice. All the components are, are very nice. Uh, I have to say. Oh, yeah, they're, they're totally uh, solid. And uh, yeah. not that I did it, but we always like to reference, I think you could, because it's a Bruno game as well, I think you could spill a beer on them and they would survive. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And use them do, as do coasters. Do you think that's the quality? Do you think that it's 
Bruno games can survive having beers built That's on them. That's what I Other like. designers, yes, just I think not, that's not up to the task. I always thought that that was part of his playtesting process: is will it stand up to the beer and wine test? Now, one <laughs> of the one of the cool things about this game as well is got the the tray that the box stores its stuff in. It also is part of the game. It's how you store the dominoes and, and how you pull them out. Yeah. as part of the game. So mm. it's part of that. Uh, you know, that new mentality of how games are designed, that they use every part of, of what you buy and what you take yes. home, and now this one is using the um, the box mm. in itself. All right, David, run us through a turn. What's a, what do we do? Oh, God, don't bring, take me through that. <laughs> the, Matt's got the phases <laughs> of play yeah, the, right yeah, in front oh, of him. The setup, setup immediately it tells you how to set up the game to get up and ready to go, uh, which is... Very nice. It's all very well labeled. You know exactly what to do. It leaves nothing. Nothing's ambiguous about it. Mm. Um, the game is then played over several phases. Uh, the first one is the uh, action. It was the action phase. Yeah, and you've got the you've got the A through to E um, things that you can do, and only A and E are compulsory. That's right. And the B, the C, and the D are optional. So from yeah. A, you have to add one of the um, dominoes. You have to add the domino the one you which selected. you've selected already, and add that to your territory. Right. Yep. Uh, you start off with the, one of the squares where your your castle is. It's, it's got four sides to it. And each side of that is a wild card space. From then on, you have to have at least one, like a domino, you have to match up, you know, one end of your domino with something else as well. Um, So the only aspect that makes it look like a children's matching game. Nah, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool fitting those together. One, one One big difference, though, between this and traditional dominoes is that you aren't just endlessly building. You've got to fit everything into a five by five grid. Yeah, and that's where... Or a 7x7 seven seven grid if you're playing two players. And that's where you cleverly have to do it because you can easily nerf yourself of a for sure. entire round later on and you've got to plan ahead and select... How we, remember how we said you've got to select your dominoes? Uh, yeah, you've got to select the domino that you're going to be able to place next time. Um, so that's very important. Uh, so the next B, C, and D options are all options. Yeah, so you, you can send one or two knights to collect tax... Uh, going to an area of uh, maybe a few tiles that all match up into a you might have three or four water areas together. You can tax that area. You're going to get three or four money for your, yeah. for your well, effort. Well, basically, for every night you put on there, you score one. You get one coin. Yeah. For every territory that that uh, area within that territory that that night is connected to. So then yeah. you're going to then you're going to have some money. You, you start off with That's some it. money as well. I think it was about seven coins or yep. something like that. Uh, then you can look at the trade row and if you've got uh, a domino with a town building kind of area which is which a are red, red, which is red then you can buy one of these um, buildings and add it to your territory which will give you a variety of different um, benefits. You've got to check those out. Uh, and then D, uh, you can bribe the dragon, so you can give the dragon a gold coin, which more, looks more like a copper coin, and he'll go down and burn one of those buildings in the trade row, so that person sitting next to you, or, you know, around the table, can't get it. You know, that'll that's about as much as take that as you can yeah. get in this game because it's a Euro that's game. Right. And then the last part, part E, is choose a new domino in the new line by placing your king on it. So therefore, planning ahead for next round, make yeah. sure you're going to be able to place that tile. Yeah, and that's all obvious to you. So you're never you're never going to be uh, surprised at what you chose because you're gonna, it's going to be sitting right in front. You can of you. be you can stupid play. though. You can definitely yeah. be stupid. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. just and just completely uh, make sure that you can't place it at all. 
That's it. And, and that's, that's the phases of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it just takes turns, everybody. Uh, the interesting thing is the way you select your tile. So if you, you're the first person at the top of their tile order, you then select which tile. You could go for the one that's at the top of the next pile if that's the one you want, or you could go for the final one, mm. uh, which so changes... That, that, that tile order is set each turn. You pull out a number of tiles, usually equals a number of players, lay them out, and they've got numbers on the back, so you put them in numerical order, which means that whoever takes the lowest number is going to go first in, in the next round, but uh, usually the lower number ones have less opportunistic tiles. So the, the town buildings, for example, all tend to be on the higher numbers. Mm. So you, and you, and you, yeah. and you, it's in a column, it's not in a pile, so you can see all four, of, you know, say four of them sitting there, and so when you place your, your king token upon it, um, that's, you know, if it's, it's somewhere in the column, so it's in the first, second, third, fourth row. Yeah, so it's a changing turn order, which is, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Because that can play into, because you can also start thinking about, well, do I, uh, I haven't got many buildings, so when the, if, if I choose a, uh, a high, a, a first place, you know, if I'm going first or second, yeah. I'm going to have a good look at whatever the next row is as well, so you can sort of plan ahead so you go i want a good look at the next row because i'm getting a bit behind everyone else is making lots of buildings or they're um choosing things which or, or you've, maybe you've seen a building that's going to help your overall strategy yeah. so you want to be able to get it for, get it early the way the dominoes is it, come is it out. too early to do pro tips no no, no, no let's no, jump in with pro tips. In. so big big pro tip for two player games in particular and this is a dynamite two player game uh but if you if you're not careful about action selection uh, you can get really badly rooted uh, by your opponent in two players because you there are four tiles laid out and each of you has two uh, guys to go and select tiles with. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you've got at least one early choice or else your opponent can just walk over you for two turns. It's not good. Yeah, I see what you mean. So if they if they grab first and second spot, they're going to grab those tiles and they're going to have a, the best look at the next four goes. And they That's could, it. They could easily just grab the one and two off the next row as well and just keep it rolling until something good comes up. Yeah. Having uh, having the queen yeah. is a really nice bonus in this game because it lowers the cost of all of your buildings by one. Uh, that you have to pay to construct them. So that, if you get the queen nice and early and you manage to hold on to her, you're playing with extra money for the entire game, basically. However, it prevents you from being able to use the dragon, Mm. which Mm. I didn't really think the dragon had that great an impact anyway. I don't don't think I ever... They didn't really use either. Mm. Uh, We decided early on that queening up is good if... If you get start off getting some red tiles and you've got and you can grab the queen, uh, brilliant because you build, you get some towers, you get the queen, bang bang bang, everything starts getting cheaper and you can and build build super fast. But uh, in, we, should, in we should I, clearly I played, say that I you did. get the queen by having the most towers and you yeah. get towers by building buildings that give you towers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I didn't really go for either of those strategies. I didn't. No. No, you didn't actually. No. Uh, I mean, I, I had a go at, at both. Um, the tiles, the building tiles themselves, they have two uses. So the first one is that they have an instant effect. That could be to give you extra knights. It could be to give you extra towers. Uh, and those are the, the two things that you can get straight away. The next thing you can get from it is the end of game scoring. So they kind of point you in a direction of where you're going to go for the rest of the game, in a sense. Some of the... So 
some of the buildings are unique and to uh, they, they benefit you having lots of nights and some of the buildings have – they benefit you for lots of towers. So, yeah. One of, one of the things that I really like about the end of game scoring on those tiles is that quite a few of them are scored two points for each separate territory yeah. that you've built of its, of its rain type. So it might be if, if you build multiple deserts rather than one big connected desert, which is really interesting in this game because your basic setup for the game is to try and build everything together. Well, so that's, it's, it's early game, late out. game sort of stuff, isn't it? Early game, if you've got a big zones of single color connected areas, you can tax that area, you get loads of cash. Yeah. But then at the end of the game, when you're doing, like you say, you've got a building there which is going to reward you for having lots of separate areas of a mm. particular color, you don't want one big area. You can have like a, a massive multiples. six, seven, eight area of one color. That's going to be worth one, you know? But if that seven is split up, and the all individual, it, it can be worth seven. You know, it's 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 huge. It's it's early game, late game. There's a lot of little balancing uh, act he's done there. I think the the attraction of keeping the areas big so you can tax the hell out of them is good. But then you realise that once you've put down your knight for tax, it stays there for the duration of the game. So you can't move it. You can add to it as many as you like. Yeah, you just got to get more more knights. But uh, you've got to be able to get more knights. And I found that problematic uh, as uh, there wasn't weren't enough buildings coming forward so that i couldn't build the things to get me the knights to be able to tax more and that was that was a stumbling but you don't block need, for but me you don't need a, a ton of them i found like in one game i had a big area and i think i only ended up with four knights for the entire game and yeah. in my head i thought i'm gonna grab lots of knights and i didn't i think i only got four but i just thought at one stage i thought i'm gonna commit that's about as big as that area I'm, I want it to get. And just chucked them all down there. I got loads of cash. And then just went, and I had enough cash hmm. to last me for the rest of the game. Yeah, I always thought so I one, was scrimping. One really interesting thing in this, in this area of discussion is that red tiles are not inherently worth any points at all. There are no red tiles with crowns on them. Yeah. But there are buildings with, with crowns. crowns on them. And Should at the end explain of the game, crowns. I don't, I don't think we said. At the end of the game, you score for each territory the number of squares in the territory times the number of crowns that are inside it. Yeah. So red territories are not inherently worth anything except for what you build on them. But if you do make a big one, there are a lot of buildings that have crowns on them so you can make the red territories much more valuable. Having groups of them is uh, really handy as well. I think Travis stumbled onto this quite nicely. (laughs) Having multiples of crowns in, in territories and having small... Actually, this is kind of the one where it works a little in opposite. If you have lots of crowns, you want a larger territory because it's a multiplier for the yeah for that. So there are many f- different ways of. But you get, there's you no get one strategy like that's for sure. With with the mining, the mine ones, yeah. they'll have like three, um, there's a three, there's a two, a and a one. Yeah, and and the and the balance of that is more heavily leaning towards the the big crowns. Yeah. And so you can just have one mine there, and all of a sudden that's worth three points. You, yeah. st- you stick another mine next to it, boom, you know, it's worth a lot. A good chance that that mining um, tile as well will have crowns of its own on there. So yeah. you're looking at a, a four times multiplier or five times multiplier, real easy, really quick. And that, that's the cool yeah. thing about these, these Euro games is that you can have those, you, you can think, oh, I'm totally behind. I'm behind by so much. And those little things there can just mm. keep you in the game. Yeah. You know? The, uh, so, can I tell you my play experience with this game? Yeah, sure. So, I uh, I got this, cracked it open the day I got it, 
played it with one, with one of the guys in the office, just a two-player. And at the end of the game, we both looked at each other and went, wow, we've got to play that again. Yeah. So we just set up, went again. Fantastic. Next day, I came into the office. He's got a copy of the game on his desk that he's bought overnight because he liked it so much. <laughs> so we cracked it out, played it again. <laughs> and again, like by the end of the first game, we were like, we need to play more of this. I yeah. took it to game night, played it with four players. It is not an entirely different game, but there are some very different tensions in four players because there's a lot more competition to get exactly the right tiles yeah. to fit into five by fives than there is into your big seven by seven in the two player game. Um, and again, you know, those guys loved this game. It is, it is gotten good reviews from everyone I've played it with. It is, it is very Moorish, isn't it? And uh, we managed to uh, have my wife play and my son play uh, multiple games, which is saying something because my wife will be the first one to, you know, press down the ejector buttons. And I've got the um, the scores here just as, as a side, just to keep mm. us as we go through the review. Before you say that, one of the reasons for that is because it's very it's time limited. There's a set number of turns, and that's the number of, of dominoes there are in the pile. So you've got you know you're not going to be playing for a long time. And, but, and, and also you can be doing uh, – there's a variety of things that you can focus on. So you're not really mm. feeling like you might be getting out of the way. And in fact, the first time we played, my wife won. Yeah. But the stat that I just wanted to report in, out of the games that we've got here, I just did a quick stat review. I have uh, Matt coming last in every single one of them. So I, yeah. just, I just wanted to point that out before we, <laughs> before we moved on. Uh, Except for that one where I came first. Uh, no, that one's not on here. Uh, Didn't, oh. oh, really? No. Oh, it must be on my sheet. Yeah, you played uh, a different time. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, yeah. Look, yeah, I, I don't play to win these games. I just play to play them. Yeah, yeah, we just try to get, we just try to get <laughs> knee deep or neck deep in them as quickly as we can. I, I did find that some of the building tiles had little logos on them that we couldn't even read and look, and we were like, Old, little old men like trying to get the light right on the tiles. Yeah. So you go, what the hell is that? <laughs> that there, that took know? me back to the Agricola rule book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of uh, very small font, but in this case, very small iconography. This is just the icons on the building tiles. There's some that are to do with barracks, which reward you at the end of the game for having knights yep. on, on the playing field or in your territory. And then the other one was the traveling, is it traveling? The, the, wandering, Walking, the uh, wandering tower. Wandering tower. And do you know, if, have you got that wandering tower in front of you? I've got, I've got the tile yeah. here, but what does that do? So that is a multiplier for the number of towers that you have. Yeah. So it works exactly the same as the barracks. Uh, so, yeah. And, because, and because, yeah, we hadn't realized, we were thinking, wow, you build all these towers and on the score sheet, there's no real score rewarding you for that. And that's why if you're going yeah. big on the towers, you want to be get, get the wandering tower so you're going to get some uh, victory points the for it. The problem in both of those instances is the, oh, the Travelling Castle, it's yeah. called, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the instance, the problem with both of those is that I think we found it wasn't specifically spelt out in the rule book uh, for both of those icons. We kind of... Oh, the Wandering Castle. It, I, can see, I can see it's right it's, there, but the barracks, the barracks, the barracks isn't, isn't there. Yeah. But, but we um, just we told you to figure it out. You will too. But yeah, you just can't, you can't see it so clearly. So um, yeah, it is, the, the score sheet sort of takes you through it though. It's very clear. But it's not just Queen Domino. Let's talk about other versions of the game. Yeah, so is, is this an expansion? Queen Domino, according to Bruno, is the sequel to King Domino, which we all know was the Spiel des Jahres winner for uh, 2017. Yeah. So King Domino, if you haven't played it or seen it, take off all of the, the cities and knights and queens, and you're just building the dominoes into a 5x5 five five grid 
and scoring for the territories that you manage to build. That's basically King Domino. So do you think he's now, he's spoiled himself then uh, with, with King Domino taking out the prize? Is Queen Domino going to get a look in because it's just really expanding on that game? No, but it's the simplicity of it all, though, isn't it? Because you see, like, code names got spilled as Yars, right? But that yeah. is a very simple version of, you know, of all the other add-ons. Uh, or even though you could say that the other versions are pretty much the same difficulty. Yeah. I think it's the simple versions that spilled as Yars is, is all about, isn't it? It's the easy games, the yeah, gateway actually. games that you want to play. I think I remember it's him like, saying... Like- Oh, go on, go on. I was going to say, I think I remember him saying that you can actually take King Domino and Queen Domino and put them together. You can. Yeah. And that's actually detailed in the rulebook, how you mix them together to make uh, a bigger game and a team game uh, that goes up to, oh, I can't remember how many players, a lot. Yeah. Uh, six to eight. So that would be the royal wedding version if you yeah. own both. So what happens there? You get a, You make a bigger territory or what happens? It's uh, so, base, yeah. Jamie, you go for it. I was going to say, as, as teams of two, uh, you build a seven by seven territory each, and you'll go through all of the dominoes in Queen Domino and all the dominoes in King Domino ah. uh, together. Oh, that's cool. So that that doesn't that that's pretty cool because it doesn't mean that you know if you bought King Domino and then they've come out with Queen Domino, you you feel like you've been shafted because you haven't got the the more complex game or the more involved game, you can just get them both, and and that keeps that keeps uh, Bog happy as well. That's yeah, it. There's been a really interesting phenomenon around these two games. A lot of people I know played King Domino once and said, "Oh, yeah, I can see why that was one spielding ours. It's a bit simplistic." But then, if they play multiple times, they go, "Oh, there's actually more depth in this game. Yeah. There's actually there's there's some quite complex strategies and some really interesting mechanics going on here." That's and what I Queen thought. Domino Queen Domino on the outside looks it looks like more of the same, but it's not. It is a far different game that's that's got so much more depth in it than even King Domino had. Yeah, there's there's really a strategy to how you place your tiles. Uh, it becomes apparent, like, like we mentioned earlier on. If if you don't even plan ahead, you can't even place the uh, number of tiles that you need to make your 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 grid. You know, you can make it so the yeah. the, the gaps on the last on your last turn aren't in a rectangular shape. You know, they're two squares completely removed from each other and you can't do anything. So you've got to plan ahead even to that degree. And then there's like what we were talking before about creating um, territory zones of, of uh, groups of colors or, or broken up colors as well. There was another scenario that, that led me to missing, uh, basically foregoing a turn. So the first one is that your poor placement allows doesn't allow you to you pick the wrong domino to, to put a domino down. Yeah. The other thing I'm trying to remember what the other thing was because it was a different scenario and why I missed a turn. And I think it was something to do with you chose no you cho- you put your king on a on a domino which you couldn't place next round because there was no. Uh, that's right. So that was colors. just an error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. So the two yeah. ways that you possibly couldn't place is if you couldn't match the terrain to anything one of that the colors on a board, already placed. Or or if you got to the last couple of turns and you had built badly and had spaces that you couldn't put a mm. domino into. But I don't think we found that in any of those cases, because uh, Travis did the same thing, uh, it didn't really adversely affect his scoring too badly. I think as, as the more experience you'll get, the percentage of 
um, difference in how you play will become more finer, you know. So as you become more experienced, those little errors would be catastrophic in an experienced game. But because yeah, we were sure. relatively new, uh, well, because we were brand new at playing the game, we're all just, you know, uh, doing all kind of random things and not being able to strategize because we weren't familiar with the the Euro calculator, you yeah. know, so we didn't know what we were playing for initially. And don't feel like a goose if you, if you build wrong, honestly. No matter how many times I've played this game, you know, I keep leaving gaps and not thinking about it because at the time, it's worth it to score the more points. Yeah. Or you see the the buildings are laid out in a certain way or you can see a strategy forming that you want to follow and you chase after that and then you start calculating how you're going to fit all your tiles on the on the on your, yeah. your territory and it's like, ah, it's already done. The goose is already cooked. I'm not going to be able to fit everything <laughs> in. But, yeah, like you said, if you're playing the early game, right, it's, it's, it's not going to matter. No. Which way you build off your central tile is is a consideration too. I think uh, once I put it in the middle, once I put it in a corner, mm. and I found that the one that I put in the corner most likely ended up in me missing out on placing a tile later, I found. Yeah, and that was because you didn't have a corresponding uh, tile to match. Yeah. Because you lose two sides of two wildcard sides. Yeah, um, whereas so if it's, it's, it's in the, the middle, you can easily get it so that your final uh, domino space is split. I th- that's what my I found. Um, all right, who would you play with? Uh, this, this I'd play this with anybody who takes an interest in uh, tile laying games, of course, uh, gateway if you're games. Interested in board games? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is really simple. I, I, I could, if my wife was into to board games, uh, I'm sure that she would like this. That that is a she's not. huge endorsement that you can just go. If uh, if if I knew somebody who was into board games, I would get them to play this. Hmm. Yeah, she's not. She she really isn't. So However, she play this. I could convince her to give this game a chance. Okay. Yeah, is yeah. what I'm I'm saying. I think that is a good endorsement. Though. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what so, we found so with we, Fiona playing as well. To be honest, I feel like King Domino is the one that I could literally play with anyone. Um, and, and it would be fine if they knew what a board game was. Yeah. I think Queen Domino has a little bit more to it, um, but that little bit more gives it a much broader appeal because quite often those games that you can play with anyone don't really appeal to gamers who have got a bit more experience. This yeah. does. This, this you can play with people who have you know made it past their Catans and their Carcassons and their uh, Ticket to Rides. You know, it's just it's just a step past those, or really even with those. But you can also get in some really hardcore alpha Euro gamers, and they will they will delight in this game. Yeah, you could say that King Domino is the gateway game, and Queen Domino but, is the first or second step on the path into the garden. Which sure, right. if if, <laughs> if you were only going to really look at the tile laying games. Like Carcassonne and whatnot, because they're all very similar. Because what Jamie said there about this is if I tried to get my mum to play this, her face Mm. would start screwing up as soon as I started saying, okay, now if you get, uh, you know, like a tower on it, then we get the queen and the queen will make these buildings cost less. She'll go, ah, it's too hard, it's too hard, (laughs) it's too hard. But from the sounds of things, I haven't played King Domino. King Domino, you just lay in the tiles. Uh, a lot easier to sell, you know, a lot easier to get someone on. Sure. And, then, and then having played that, then you could, yeah, that, it, King Domino is a gateway game into Queen Domino. Maybe that's the analogy we're looking for. Very much so. I liked your garden uh, analogy. I think <laughs> getting, getting a writer to describe these things is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue Orange. I, I had not heard of Blue Orange prior to Queen Domino. So No. 
Um, what else have they done? You got any info on for, uh, their first match? Blue I'd Orange. Certainly, Blue I'd Orange certainly... made two games that I really like apart from the Dominoes. Yeah. Uh, one <clears throat> one is quite new called Photosynthesis, ah, where you are growing are forests. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a, it is a devilish, really, really nasty blocking game if you play it in that way. Um, or it's a really, really cute little Euro game if you don't. Um, and they, they had another one that I really liked called uh, New York 1901, where you're who can basically constructing all the, the iconic buildings of New York uh, around the place and trying to score by putting streets together. Yeah. Are they a French... It says here designed in France. Uh, is that Bruno's bit, or is Blue Orange a French um, board game I, I publishing? Think, yeah. I think they are European, yeah. 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 Uh, they have Battleship. Is one of their games. Ooh, now you're in. Now you're talking. Make it zombie battle sheep. Bang, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so, zombie yeah. battle sheep. All right, so that's Queen Domino. That's going to be your game leading up to uh, Christmas. Uh, so you know we've you've got we've got that sorted for you. At, um, good game store. So you know rush out and get that, and you'll be happily playing that around the Christmas table when this, you're when you're full. This of is a game. That I would be playing at Christmas around the table. This is a perfect one to pull out. It's a great. We're yeah. all full of food. Let's play something that's not going to tax us too much mentally. You can spill uh, your beer over it and, it'll and you'll survive. be fine. Yeah. All right. Good <laughs> stuff. Thanks, put it, Bruno. Put it under your tree. And if you didn't get it, I think we all rate this pretty highly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I agree. It's time for Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. If you didn't get that from the music, oh, it's, it's to date. I think we sh- Dan Daniel should be Daniel. Uh, marketing that and uh, selling it and oh, uh, giving us royalties and stuff Why like that. We get royalties. He did all of that. <laughs> no, it's well done. Thank yeah. you I again, think, Daniel. Uh, I think Daniel should be making a, a just a, a very short soundbite that we can play whenever David makes fun of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> It would just be an hour and a half of us of that noise, whatever it is. I just need a sound effect button. Yeah, apologies. I <laughs> apologize for that. Why is this pod suddenly three and a half hours long? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we've got a quiz to do, and it's a royalty, a royally themed oh quiz my God, this week. I don't know anything about the royals. I thought about it's this during the week. Royal. I thought oh, it's going to be a royal something. So you pick a name like George, Henry, or Victoria, and then a number, and that's the answer for everything coming up, is, is my strategy going Pretty much. Here. That was Matt's quiz. Yay! Question one. Yeah. Uh, which queen is the longest ruling in recorded history? Okay. Which queen is the longest recorded ruling in history? That made no sense the second time I said that. Uh, most of the time, it doesn't make sense from when <laughs> so, at the end of the Matt's quiz theme tune to the bit where we go that was matt's quiz the bit in the middle no sense sign of a good quiz which queen is the longest ruling in recorded history is question one that means which 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 queen has spent more time ruling with a ruler drawing lines on a piece of paper Mm. yeah i know the answer yeah well no which which has drawn the longest line on a piece of paper with a ruler yeah (laughs) what about question two yes please Musical royalty queen. I don't know if you call them musical royalty. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Double vindicated then twice over. They recorded a song called "Bicycle Race." Yeah. Uh, which which recently released board game 
was not inspired by this classic song, yet fits the bicycle theme. Oh, that's garbage, that. That could be anything. And actually, I actually... Oh, no, I think Jamie will disagree with you. I know know this game because I picked it up today and looked at it and went, oh, bicycles. So... (laughs) But so, I couldn't remember the. I can't remember the name of it. Ah, oh, well, hard. Oh, I've, I've got something which is close. So I Queen think. recorded a song called "Bicycle Race," which recently released board game that was not inspired by the classic song fits the bicycle theme. So in the can I um, can I can I let let out a secret truth about myself that I don't reveal to many people? Sure. Yeah. I absolutely detest racing games. I hate them so much. Racing games. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It is the worst mechanic you can possibly put in any game ever. Really? You're not a theme of Formula Day? I can't stand it. Formula D. D-E. No, it's just D. Formula Day. I thought it was like Formula Day. Formula, don't play with Jamie. Formula (laughs) letter D. As in, it's Formula Day. You know, I don't know. Oh, no, no. The German. Anyway. Uh, question, (laughs) Question three. Yes. What is a pearly king or queen? A pearly king or queen? Yeah. What is a pearly king or queen? Oh, boy. A little bit of... Uh, that could be anything, couldn't it? Let's just say English trivia, specifically oh, London. Yeah. I know what they are. Okay. Yeah, but then, Jesus. Does yeah. everyone else? Yeah, all right. Okay. Ready for question four? I'm describing them. I can't remember what they're called. But yeah, go oh, on. that's okay. Yeah, if you describe it, you might be lucky. Yeah. Okay, question four is called Quirky Queens. Which of the following yeah. f- following three statements is a false? Which one of the following three statements is false? Okay. Okay. First one. Queen Marie Antoinette liked pretending to be poor. Okay. B. Queen Elizabeth I insisted on being painted as an older woman. <laughs> right. And C, Mary, Queen of Scots, loved playing billiards. Okay, so which of those three statements is false? Was it Mary, Queen, Marie, Queen Marie Antoinette liking to be, uh, pretending to be poor? Was it Queen Elizabeth I insisting on being painted as an older woman or was it uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, playing billiards? Okay, I've officially Which locked in my false? random answer. Excellent. Jamie, you've got a, have you got a random answer too? Yeah, I'm good. This is okay. much better than the live show quiz uh, Matt did where he gave us seven options <laughs> saying one of these is false and then when it came around to scoring... Uh, it turned out that we were actually looking for which one was true yeah. or to, the other way around. And then, to uh, be fair, two out of three teams managed to get that correct. Did that? Yeah, uh, we, we heard it the wrong way around and then we just completely just <laughs> threw a dart at a board, <laughs> blindfolded, and nailed it. <laughs> Question five. Which is always the right Let's see how you do with this one. Quiz. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of vocal work here. Me, 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 me. Question five A. Uh, you need to. Give me the name of the song and the artist. Right. You're going to sing a song and we've got to pick the song. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, cool, cool. Have you heard about the lonesome loser beaten by the queen of hearts every time? Yeah, I know that song. All right. Excellent. (laughs) Jamie, so do you know the name of the song and who it was by? I do, yes. Excellent. I don't know the answer, but I know the song. <laughs> okay, that was A. B. 
Me, 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 me. Are you doing it again? <laughs> I know. Oh. I can't help it. Uh, playing with the Queen of Hearts, knowing it ain't really smart. The Joker ain't the only fool who'll do anything for you. What is the name of the song and who is the artist? You've been listening to commercial radio too much, haven't you? It's <laughs> you, you, Classics you, Channel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. listening to the Classics FM. Well, not Classics FM, but the Classics Channel. <laughs> and, uh, and he's going, oh, these songs have the word queen in them. That's, I'm putting that's it in the exactly quiz. right. That's what you do when it's like midnight and you're trying to do a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more. Oh, really? Can I, can I offer a suggestion? Yeah. yeah. Stop it at B. Don't do your freaking quiz at midnight. <laughs> I, I had no other option. All right. Uh, this one is not as familiar to me, so I've got to be careful. Uh, uh, it is. I'm just going to say this one because I can't remember the tune. <laughs> oh, you, oh, did you remember the tune for the first two? <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Yeah, this is where I need that button. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a risky business. It's the Queen of Hearts. That's the way it is. There's no holds barred. Okay, the name of the song and the artist. <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to question six. <laughs> well, speaking of question six, here's question six. Yeah. The following are all fictional queens. Guess the fictional property they hail from. Okay, right. cool, cool. Okay. I think I've got this, yeah. So the first one. Yeah. Padme Amidala. Okay. What fictional property is Padme Amidala from? The next one is the Evil Queen. What? Just That's just it. That's it. She, the, the Evil the, Queen. You know how many things have got an Evil Queen in them? Specifically called the Evil Queen. Very specific. All right. Can I, can I have multiple guesses? Sure, absolutely. Uh, the evil queen. <laughs> it's like... But only one of them will apply, so you'll have to choose All one. All right, well, I'll put one. Yep. The next one is the Queen of Hearts. So whereabouts in fiction is the Queen of Hearts from? Yeah. The next one? Any, any game where they got played... Any movie or story where they played cards? Titania. Oh, what? Titania. All right. Where is Titania from? Oh, isn't that a, a, a Sia song? <laughs> I don't know. That's no, Titania. 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 Yeah. The last one is my favorite. Okay. Uh, oh. Gabrielle. Oh, shit. She's Gabrielle. a queen. Gabrielle. Queen Gabrielle. Queen Gabrielle. Uh, this is one of some obscure fantasy book that he's bought and he's read it and he thought this is great. And he read it when he was like 12 and a half and he's about to start high school and he read this book and he went, this is a foundation of my life. Little, little Matt <laughs> McHale. Right. Yeah. And now he's just going, ah, no one will get that, but yeah. I just want to mention it in That's my it. quiz. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to do a quiz one day when I get older and it's going to be done at midnight. <laughs> All right. So Padme Amidala, the evil queen, queen of hearts, Titania, Gabrielle. Yeah. Question seven, the final question. Name me three songs with the word queen in the title. Okay. Three. Okay. Three. Um, okay. I can tell you there's at least 50. <laughs> Have you written them all down in your little notebook there? No, I haven't. Uh, right. <laughs> so we, okay, well, this is going to be easy because I just make it up. 
I'll have a good idea of whether you're bull- oh. bill- bullshitting me or not. Well, we could we could be the judge of that. We can throw them <laughs> right back here. One of these is the correct answer. One of them. Is I guess not. it all comes down to conviction. Yeah. All right, Jamie, are you ready for some answers? Um. Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. Sounds like you need a little bit of thinking time there on on question. Uh, was it two through six? Yeah, I've got nothing for so many of these. <laughs> it's going to be dead air from. About five on. Well, I'm gonna. I've got a score pad here. I'm actually gonna keep score for some oh, reason. Yeah? I never do, but for some reason I am today. All right, well, that's good. Okay. Uh, question one: Which queen is the longest ruling in recorded history? David, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Jamie. Also, Queen Elizabeth II. The answer is <sighs> the queen from the game of chess. Oh man. No, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> You're both right. Yeah, don't try and add punchlines <laughs> to the quiz. It's already bad enough. We've got to try and get through it. And the punchlines just make it more arduous. Go. Thank you. <laughs> so, point each. Question two. Musical royalty queen recorded a song called Bicycle Race, which recently, which recently released board game was not inspired by this classic song. Uh, Jamie. Uh, Flamme Rouge. What do you have, David? Exactly the same. Flamme Rouge. That's a point of piece. Total stab at that. Yeah, I just All saw right. it today. There was a the game was in there. It's a couple, got a pictures of sweaty bicyclists, like Tour de France type style yeah. bicyclists. And, on the front. and they look like obnoxious bicyclists as well. No, they don't. They look like oh man, I'm going to forget, his, forget which one it was now. There's a, one of the uh, magic artists paints uh, Tour de France um, bicyclists. It's is in that it classic Eric, style. It, it definitely Deschamps? in that classic style. It could, I'm not. I think it might be Eric Deschamps. I'm taking a guess now. Anyway, it, it's really cool. And what he does, he's just like he's, he dribbles water down them, so the paintings look like they're sweating. So it's fantastic. Cool. That sounds, oh, no, that no, sounds no, really. It's Carl Kapinski. Ah, yeah. Carl Kapinski does it. Fair enough. Mm. I wonder if he knows the answer to question three. Yeah. What is I was a pearly? So good at this point in time, the quiz. I thought I'm going to get some of these right. <laughs> well, you have. You got two. I got two. It's downhill from here. Question three: What is a pearly king or queen, David? They're, they're Cockney. Uh, what I've got here is Cockney feckers in those <laughs> outfits with sequels all over them and shit, and funny hats, and yeah, they got yeah. You know what? That's what I'm. That, those guys. Okay. Uh, doesn't really tell me what they are. But yeah, anyway. they're Cockney, so yeah. they're from London. They wear black outfits and they've got sequined edges on them and they wear hats and stuff. And I've forgotten what they're probably Oh, I don't are. doubt your around, description of their uh, I think they hang around dress. the Tower of London or something like that and do something around there okay. as well. Jamie, can you, can you elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I said that they were... Mer people who live in giant shells <laughs> under the sea oh. who are members of Triton's royal bloodline. I changed my answer to exactly what Jamie says, except I want to add that they're cockney merfolk. <laughs> uh, in this case, David, you're actually going to get the point. Yeah. You're closer than Jamie. I would have also added that they're a philanthropic organisation right. uh, that originate back to the late 19th century. Yeah, I remember watching them when I, when I was in England in the 70s. They would come on the telly, and even as a you know a, a zero to 10-year-old child, you would look at them and go, what the fuck are they about? <laughs> they, they, they grew out of a, a, the costa mongers. You didn't even know the fuck yet, and you were saying that. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was rough. It was a rough neighbourhood. Uh, they grew out of uh, the costa mongers who were uh, street vendors. 
that right. uh, gave that uh, gave food yeah, to poor people. Yeah, street vendor thing. Yeah. yeah. So what do they actually do? Because I don't understand that at this point. They raise money. They raise money for charity by dressing up and looking cool. so yeah. silly and a bit. Uh, yeah, it made me feel. It made me uneasy looking at them because as a kid, I was just like, I don't know. Fair enough. Not good. I don't. I know you're moving right along. Jimmy Savile was on telly in those days, so you know there's a lot to be worried about. <laughs> Question four. Two let's... guys named Ronnie as well. That's yeah. right. Question four. Uh, Quirky Queens. Which of the following statement is false? Is it that Queen Marie Antoinette liked pretending to be poor? Is it that Queen Elizabeth I insisted on being painted as an older woman? Or is it C that Queen Mary Queen that Queen Mary uh, Mary Queen of Scots? Loved playing billiards. Uh, Jamie, for your answer. I said that it was Queen Elizabeth wanted to be painted older. What do you think there, David? Oh, Marie, Marie Antoinette wanted to be poor. Well, the answer was B. Queen Elizabeth I no. insisted Jamie. on being painted as an older woman. She did not. She insisted on being painted as a younger woman. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, scores are tied. Three apiece. Question five. Oh, we're keeping score, aren't we? I actually, I actually am. Uh, it goes badly from here. I've got hardly anything written down. Well, we'll see what happens. Question five. A. Yes. Have you heard about the lonesome loser, David, beaten by the Queen of Hearts every time? That's by the, the Queen of Hearts by the band Lonely Loser. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the Lonely Loser, so you got half a point. <laughs> really? No, I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> it's, it's the name of the song. Is Lon- the lo- oh, Lonely Loser. What have you got, oh. Jamie? It's Lonesome Loser by the Little River Band. Yes, Jamie, you get the point for the name of the band. You know, right. I, only, I only listen to uh, like metal from <laughs> just after. Then just you after, must have hated this. Just after I was watching those weird Cockney people dressed up, I <laughs> immediately thought as a kid, I need to listen to heavy metal. And for the, about the next 20 years, that's all I did. So Little River Band, <laughs> what the hell? There you go. Yeah. Okay, the second one was playing with the Queen of Hearts, knowing it ain't really smart. The Joker ain't the only fool who'll do anything for you. Was uh, Jamie? Oh, yes. Uh, the song's called Queen of Hearts. The song is called Queen of Hearts. That's by... all I got. Oh, that's all you got. Okay. How'd you do there, David? Queen of Hearts by Fleetwood Mac. Queen of Hearts is correct. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's got some women singers in it, though, isn't it? No, well, you'd be incorrect there, isn't it? No, it's a, it's a gentleman by the name of Rodney Crowell. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there you, you got a point out of that, though. Yeah, don't worry. I've got a point later on as well because question seven says how many songs have got the name Queen in them. <laughs> Queen of Hearts. Boom. All right. Last one. <laughs> uh, it's a risky business. It's the Queen of Hearts. That's the way it is. Here, there's no holds barred. Is by David. Uh, Billy Joel. Uh, that's called uh, Don't Bar My Hole. <laughs> Jamie, what do you think? It's a uh, risky business, and uh, it is by Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. That. Wow. The whole that, album was That just, is amazing. Uh, you both came up with totally different answers and both managed to be wrong. Yeah. The answer is uh, the song called Blue Eyes by the Steve Miller Band. Jesus. So there you go. I'll that keep those points. It's ridiculous. What, what year is it? Uh, oh, it's 2017. It's almost 2018. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Songs for the 40 to 50-year-old demographic listening to Seven Land Hand this evening. Thank you. Yeah, I had to have some way of actually recognising the songs because if there were any you know songs these days, I wouldn't really have recognised them. Apparently our podcast has become about performing music because, you know, we've got Matt <laughs> singing in his quiz, we've got you rapping on the, on the magic show. <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
Oh, d- oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> Let's move on to question six. Crazy little thing called love. All right, here's a chance to earn uh, some points. The following are all fictional queens. Guess the fictional property they come from. Uh, Padme Amidala is from David. Star Wars. Jamie. He is from a George Lucas nightmare. She even. <laughs> mm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what about the evil queen, <clears throat> Jamie? Uh, from Snow White. That's what I put. You both got it correct. Yeah. Uh, what about the Queen of Hearts there, David? Alice through Looking Glass. Fair enough. Jamie? I, I said Alice in Wonderland, but yep, same. Oh. Is it? Same property. Nah, it doesn't it, it don't is, it is don't think about story. it too much. Don't, don't think about it. You'll hurt your brain. Titania, uh, Jamie? Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. David? Oh, no idea. The answer was Midsummer Night's Dream. I can't. And the last one. Shakespeare. Okay, this is where you're going to get it. Okay. Gabrielle. No idea. I've got Peter. Is what I wrote. <laughs> I was coming up with a joke about Peter Gabriel, but I couldn't. Fair Genesis. Enough. Queen Genesis. Mm. Jamie. I feel bad about knowing this. Oh, this is Zena. good. It was Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen a minute. No, of the, it. She ended up I, being a queen. I envy you, David. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen. Too many minutes of that awful, awful show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it had its moments. No. Oh, come on. You can't, you can't say that Xena was any worse or better, really, than, say, Buffy. <laughs> I, I can categorically say that it was worse than Buffy. <laughs> Last one. Question seven. Name me three songs with Queen in the title. Uh, let's go trade off one for one. David. Killer Queen. Jamie. Killer Queen. Uh, another one. Queen of Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie. God save the queen. Oh, oh nice. well done. Well nice played. Sex Pistols. Uh, David, another one. Uh, oh yeah, God save uh, Sex Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um, God save our gracious queen. The uh, England national anthem uh, <laughs> alternate title. Uh, yeah, I, I was referring to the uh, the song by um, Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Think think of Abba, David. Dancing Queen. Oh, there you go. Nice there one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what about another one by Queen? Another, another one, one by Queen. Queen. Mm. Uh, I really want to give these two, this this one. No, nah, go. No, Jamie. Another one. Another song by Queen that has Queen in the in the title. Um. No, nothing coming to mind. All right, I'll keep this one then. Prince of the Universe, but that's just royalty. Does the March of the Black Queen ring a bell? No. Oh, is okay. that a Queen no. song? That's a Queen song. Jeez. But my third one was Caribbean Queen. Oh, that's oh, a good nice one. one. Okay. Well, if I do a quick tally of the points, uh, Jamie got a bunch of points. David, you got a bunch of points, but not quite as many as Jamie. All right, less of a bunch. That was Matt's quiz. So, they say that the female of the species is more dangerous than the male. We have all these male rulers with cool nicknames like the Terrible or the Great or the Black or Bluetooth. Looking at you, Harold, the first of Denmark. (laughs) I thought you were just looking at all my nicknames in high school. To have the same for our lady monarchs. They don't get cool names after their, their titles. They just get cool names in the first place. Is it a patriarchal conspiracy? Maybe. Journey now with me through the most dominant of queens. Number okay. 10. 
on the top ten list is Elizabeth II, the reigning, defending, undisputed ruler of Great Britain, <laughs> is a cultural and economic powerhouse, raising an average £1.4 billion a year for 510 charities that she is the patron of. QE2 is surely the only monarch to live long enough to see a television series about her own life, and has proved to be not only wealthy, but a subtle and influential politician in her 65 years on the throne. Also the only octogenarian to not actually have ever have had a blue rinse, I believe. <laughs> I think, that, yeah, she may also have that, but she wears enough blue. <laughs> she has a red, white and blue rinse, and then she wears a grey wig over the top of it, is what I understand. I, I, I mean, look, we, we make fun of the Queen sometimes, but she is such an influential figure. They're, they're right. a, and, and a fascinating person. You know, she's actually lived a really exciting life. Yeah. I, I've got a lot of respect for her. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm bored of that. Yeah. Most interesting, of course, is is her, um, everything she did around World War Two. Seven Land Hand, uh, a royalist podcast. There you go. It's, <laughs> that's official. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the circumstances under which she took over the reins, uh, the way she inspired many, many generations of people. Um, uh, you're inspiring people to turn off now, Matt. Let's see yeah. what number nine is about. <laughs> All right. Number nine, the ninth most dominant queen is Lady Macbeth. Shakespeare's Queen of the Scots manipulates her husband down a brutal path of murder, fueled by prophecy, lust, and hunger for power. Yeah. After having her husband murder the previous king and assume the position himself, <laughs> he, she urges him. Yeah, I thought you'd laugh. She <laughs> urges him to go down to go after dude's kids too. Towards the end of the story, the guilt comes crashing down on her, and she commits suicide. Lady Macbeth is one of Shakespeare's top roles for actresses, having been played by Dame Judi Dench, Marion Cotillard who we know from The Dark Knight Rises, and Helen Mirren. Yeah. That's, that's how I believe all Shakespeare should be told because I find these days, once the light, you go see Shakespeare, you're ready to rock, you're full of energy, the light's dim, and within two or three lines, you're like, I can't keep up, I'm done. <laughs> I just want the story. Yes and no. I mean, I, I oh, really... That's for me, for 100%. Yeah, for fair me. enough. I can't, I can't keep up. I um, have always been quite excited by Kenneth Brenner's portrayal of uh shakespearean characters um well when they deliver it in in the actual shakespeare line verse yeah there, yeah, yeah. Oh. there was quite a good there's quite a good version made in australia a little while ago like a film made in australia of macbeth all set in melbourne gang yes gangland. i did see that and they, they used the original dialogue but it was all action you know fast-paced you, you might like it david mm. have you seen rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead I have. I love that. Yeah, play. see that I watched a few times. That was great. But that was just a would, play on Hamlet, like a a twist on Hamlet. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's good stuff. If, if you didn't say it, I, and I was going to about the the guilt that Lady Macbeth suffered. Uh, she she was the one that was pushing him down the whole way, and then all of a sudden, she's the one that suffered the most, the biggest guilt trip. Oh, so yeah. morals. Mm. The rough time being a a queen to a murdering husband, I suppose. <laughs> All right, number eight is Boudicca, the Wonder Woman of her time. Boudicca, Boudicca. kicked untold quantities of Roman ass in 60, 61 yeah, AD Celtic. when they came after the Celts. Boudicca led her people in revolt against Roman settlement, burning cities including Londinium, this was the first time London was burnt, and making Romans turn and run in fear. After murdering 80,000-odd Romans, she killed herself to escape capture, a final flipping of the bird to the invading Roman forces. 
Horrible Histories do a really good uh, song about the the life and times of Boudicca, uh, which is the only way I knew she even existed. So, yeah. <laughs> London's going to get My burnt kids... this weekend because Manchester United are playing Arsenal. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love Horrible Histories, and it is, like, it is a joyful show. I really do love just the silliness of it all. No. I love that British comedy. It's it's always been with me, you know, Monty Python, that sort of thing. And these guys, they nail it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Much like Boudicca nailed Romans. <laughs> um, number seven is Hippolyta, the badass queen of the Amazons. Hippolyta had run-ins with Heracles and Theseus in her time and was the daughter of Ares, god of war. She survived the classical period to become Wonder Woman's mother, shaping uh-huh. her out of clay and having Zeus bring her to life. In many stories, she took on the role of Wonder Woman herself, providing a no-nonsense version of the character who is without mercy and believes in expedient and sometimes ruthless solutions to her problems. So why why did she have to mould a child out of clay? Because there's plenty of clay. Really? Is because that, she's an Amazon reason? Plenty... and yeah. they don't have guys. I'm glad you said that it, she was actually Wonder Woman's mother because my uh, tagline to this one and the previous one was both going to be isn't that Wonder Woman's mum? And it's backfired because in this situation, it actually is. <laughs> but how, you know, well, only very loosely. I mean, she just made her out of clay. It's not like... If you've seen if you've seen the Wonder Woman film, though, she does kick a lot of ass. She is very, very authoritarian queen. Hey, I haven't any, seen any, Anyone can have a child, but only certain people can be a mother. <laughs> so, Matt, don't, uh, don't talk yeah. her roll down. <laughs> Good one. All right, number six is Queen, the legendary band behind quits, behind hits like We Will Ooh. Rock You, Bohemian Rhapsody, Fat Bottom Girls, and Don't Stop Me Now, dominated the charts and airwaves throughout the 70s and 80s. While the late great Freddie Mercury is no longer with us to provide lyrics that helped us all break free, lead guitarist Brian May has kept himself alive, and the band too, <laughs> by having singers like David Bowie, George Michael, and current vocalist Adam Lambert perform with the band. Yeah, yeah. Now, this uh, on a obviously uh, heartfelt note. Uh, this is where I feel like you know, in the in the eighties and early nineties, we lost a lot of good people to yeah. HIV, then AIDS, and now it's very manageable. You know, like you can take medication to keep yourself alive. And I just think, if Freddie Mercury was still alive today, man, some of the tracks would still be able to bang out because that guy could sing. Man, he was fantastic. I, I love yeah, Queen. Sure. I loved Queen all through growing up. I still love Queen. They're, yeah. they're just magical music. But what freaks me out, and what freaked me out when I was writing this, was to realise that Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, and George Michael, who have all fronted Queen, yeah. no longer with us. What? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, I knew all of that. You know what's funny? is All three of those those guys, you can walk into any room, and that will... You can be in any room, and, those, and that'll start playing. <laughs> well, yeah, really? especially if you've They'll been... start playing when you walk into the room? That music will start playing, room. and then all of a sudden, everyone will know what the hell's going on. They're, they're, because everyone Matt, in oh, some Matt way... Owns, Matt owns about eight nightclubs across the world, <laughs> and when he walks into many rooms, the music will start to play. They start oh, playing shit, Bowie. Matt's coming in. <laughs> Quick, play, play that medley of Queen, Bowie, and uh, yeah. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number five is Catherine the Great. Tsarina of Russia, for 34 years, from 1762 to 1796, Catherine presided over the golden age of Russian nobility. She modernized the country, bringing it in line with its Western European neighbors and annexing land all the way to Poland, while colonizing Alaska on the side. Through a strong trade agreement with Great Britain, she forged Russia into the dominant northern power in Europe and Asia, 
pushing back the Ottoman Empire. She was also a great patron of the arts and culture and cemented the Romanovs in power, a reputation that they traded on all the way up to the Russian Revolution. And now, and now they've got the World Cup next year. I'm sure she had they a hand have. in that. <laughs> and I love the word czar. So czarina, even better. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, you said there that they, she helped colonise uh, Alaska. Yep. Her personally? Yeah, she had a baby there. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Absolutely, man. She was out there with a pickaxe every day. <laughs> so what happened? Okay, so, so, she's played Katan, so the though. Russians colonised Alaska. Or a little bit of it, at least. It's not that far away. Yep. What went wrong? Yeah, I said. What happened there? Why wasn't it still Russia Russian? So, Russia sold Alaska to America. Oh, to, to, now uh, the US United States. Was that a mistake? Yeah, it was because it was full of oil. <laughs> yeah. There is still Russian. There is still Russian heritage in the area. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Number four, Cleopatra, the last of the pharaohs. Cleo was a lover to Julius Caesar, then Mark Antony, making her a tremendous mover and shaker in Roman politics, reigning for twenty-one years. She claimed to be the reincarnation of the goddess Isis, famous for being seductive and using her wit rather than her beauty to get what she wanted. Romanticized by countless artists and writers since her, since her time, Cleopatra is probably the most famous female pharaoh. Also famous for being rolled up in carpets. Really? Did you know that? Bitten by you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do, yeah. Why, why was she rolled up in carpets? That was, well, to keep it all a secret, they, she used to have her retainers roll her up in a carpet and take her off to her meetings with Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony so that she wouldn't get busted. Oh, right. That was how she was uh, initially smuggled into Caesar's palace to meet him. Yeah. yeah, oh, that too, yeah, yeah. And also featured very prominently in the Asterix comic book series where, uh, yeah, she used to be unrolled. She was literally mm. carried into the village and unrolled in a carpet. Is she in Assassin's Creed Origins? Make a reference to her in that? Because that's all. Don't uh, I? <coughs> I, I haven't Another played one. it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a, apparently, it's an absolute cracker. She has such a pretty nose. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Speaking of, speaking of pretty noses, number three is the Xenomorph Queen. The most feared of the mm. aliens from the Aliens franchise. The Xenomorph Queen is, a large, is as large and strong as a power litter and almost strong enough to resist atmospheric decompression. The Xenomorph Queen is also more intelligent than other aliens, not just because of her huge head, but indicated by her allowing Ripley to leave the hive when she threatens to destroy an egg case with a flamethrower. Yeah. She's an overprotective mother that you don't want to mess with. Keep away from her, you bitch! That was the line, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's Sure one. was. Yeah. Um, of all the aliens, man, I mean, I, this, this is indelibly marked in my brain. Was that that scene where Ripley in the power loader fights the alien queen? Yeah, that was that was easily the coolest thing. It's a, know, it's a it's a long those bow. Movies to, in my childhood. It's a long bow to draw, but I was uh, been thinking about um, Paul Riz, uh, Paul, Paul Reiser mm. from Aliens because he was he's also in Stranger Things. And to think that he, we first came across him personally in Mad About You, yeah, where yeah. he's just like you know yeah. this friendly, lovable you know um, partner. And then he's in arrives in Aliens, and he's just the most untrustworthy <laughs> creep of a guy. Yeah. So yeah. when he arrives Corporate in Stranger stooge. Things, you have got no idea how to take him, and you really think that he's just up to something. And I'm not going to give any spoilers because he might, he may, or he may not, and that's the ride you go on. Uh, yeah. And, uh, literally, that was a real surprise for me when I, I did watch him in Stranger Things, and that was a surprise to see him there. I yeah. wasn't aware he was even still acting. Yeah. And it's just like it's just like hiring. Winona Ryder and Matthew Modine, you know, to front up that show. They're, 
doing strong callbacks to the 1980s, you know, specifically for that reason. And Paul Rice is a perfect fit. Mm. I think he might have started in stand-up even. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, off, off topic. Right. Xenomorph queen, queen, yeah. He has not been the queen of anything. No. Number two is Queen Elizabeth I. The most metal of queens, Elizabeth I of England ruled for 45 years and shaped the political and cultural landscape of the entire Western world in her time. Far from being Judy Dench, Elizabeth was a young queen who fought off the attacks, fought off attacks from the likes of Mary, Queen of Scots, the Spanish Armada, and the Catholic Church, quietly executing hundreds of threats and creating a culture of privateers that would give rise to our modern impressions of pirates. A tremendous patron of the arts, she also gave rise to an English cultural renaissance and did all of this without a husband claiming to be married to her country. Wow. And this was, of course, Miranda Richardson in Blackadder. <laughs> Queenie? Yeah, Queenie. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I don't know how accurate that portrayal. I mean, I think everybody was bonkers at that in, during that time period. It was pretty uh, rough. Everyone's killing each other, and it's just, yeah. oh, it stresses me out watching shows about what they had to put up with. Turns out they all had a lot of brain diseases and things like that that were making them mad. But You're just making stuff up now, aren't you, Matt? That's a, that's a factual thing that I made up just yeah, then. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> but, um, no, she diseases. certainly was. She, she came to the throne in, a, in a, a time where there was still a lot of strife about and from a lot of different directions. So I guess she actually had to put up with a lot of, um, a lot of conflict from all around her rather than just, you know, some, whether it's just from politicians, she had, she had to put up with the church, the Spanish. Um, and it was all from day one of her reign as well. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like she, you know, ever had some quiet time. She was fighting the whole time to keep her throne and keep her people intact. It's, I'm quite impressed. Honestly, any, any queen in the future, whoever tries to take name Elizabeth, she has to be pretty damn good. Mm. Wasn't she also the one who used to really? Oh no, I think I might be thinking of Victoria. The one, the one who used to white her face out so much because, and that she actually no, got poisoned. They put lead on their skin. Yeah, to make because, and and that that ended up making her sick. Was that was that the one I was thinking? I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure that was Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Think about this, listener. I have to write a uh, a, a short blurb describing what this episode's about to entice people in. <laughs> Think about yeah, it's well, clever sight. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about now. With, let me help you with that, David. Yeah. Number one, the most dominant queen in this list yeah. is Queen Elsa. Queen. Dominating yes. the cinema and the hearts of children everywhere since her screen debut, Elsa was ranked as the most influential fictional character of 2014. <laughs> queen, of, queen of Arendelle, Elsa has the ability to, to generate and control ice and snow, which she repressed throughout her youth, causing her to lose control of her powers shortly after her coronation as queen. With the help of her sister Anna, she regained her self-control and ruled benevolently. The song that she performs, <laughs> Let It Go, won an Academy Award, and the film Frozen is currently the ninth highest grossing film of all time, thanks to her. Oh. I can think of one you've forgotten, which is along the same theme, though. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I can see it now. There's sparkles. I think that's all you're in to legally play. What about... Yeah, for it after that. <laughs> <laughs> queen Elsa is that she is the only Disney princess who becomes a queen, as far as I can tell. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Wouldn't Don't, um, wouldn't the Little Mermaid have ended up becoming queen of something? No. She'd do it on screen. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't count. Uh, what about 
the in talking about comics, Marvel, uh, the Ice Queen Emma Frost. Now, come on, she's pretty good. Uh, Queen of the Hellfire Club, I suppose. Yeah. She's, I don't know if she's you know honorable mention. Some of these other ones, she definitely gets an honorable mention. Yeah, I'll, I'll give her that. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think Jamie, you've done another. Great top ten. Well, uh, we'll, I really enjoyed we'll, that. we'll throw it out there. We'll put the post up, and uh, people who's can say queen? who who did Jamie miss, and who was your top ten queen. And yeah, I'll give give that some thought myself. Queen but, Nefertiti. That was yeah, Nefertiti was or Hatshepsut actually was also close to making the list. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, far out. These ladies. You know, they they worked real hard to get where they want were and stay there. And gee, somebody wearing a crown deserves respect because it's hard. Sure. <laughs> Going back to my first question, or uh, the, we, the answer we, for the first question, we don't need to. When I said was the 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 queen was the longest ruling yeah, thing? Yeah. Was it with the the queen from the chess game? The thing is. It was because of all those women that the queen in that game was actually given more power because she used to be used to be the weakest chess piece on the board. Yeah, you think it's it, yeah, it's like um like the the, the king is like the crappiest <laughs> thing yeah. on the board, right? It's it's odd, isn't it? That such after such a long period of time where men are in control of everything, that the the main guy on a chessboard is crap. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's the oh, one, that, he's the one with the most power because he's the one you got to defeat. To that's, get. that's true. Nah, I take it all back. It's still a misogynistic <laughs> piece of crap chess. That's it. Chess review. Seven land hand. It's crap. It's misogynistic. Done. Needs a tool. Needs a tool. Here we go. But all the needs, all the twos that we have, we've gone through them all. Yeah. Okay. Good. Needs and twos, Matt. Uh, I have. Have you got any neats and twos? Have I, I don't have any you myself. Don't have no, no. Do. No. Jamie said that he's I got do. some news. Yeah, he did. I've got neats and twos. Yeah. Do you know what's happening come January first? Uh, twenty eighteen. Yes, that's right. Twenty eighteen, and with it comes a new Good Games Magic Championship. Ah, oh, it starts. You can start getting your your hundred points. You jump in. You get a hundred points. You. Go to store championships. You go to uh, state championships. You go to packs. You win a GP to somewhere in the world. It's pretty damn cool. big if you're a magic player. So, so what's the gen? What's the loose calendar of that? So, Jan one, you can start collecting your points from any um, any sanctioned yeah, magic event, and that yep. will run until when? Until uh, the start of July, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So you got six solid six months, which is pretty easy if you're just a regular player. Mm. Yeah. Should be uh, should be pretty exciting. Well, think... other things happening in good game stores as well. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, get in on, get in on the Good Games Magic Championship because that thing was an absolute blast over at PAX, and it's just it's well worth being there because uh, even you know, let's say it, last place Manny had an absolute fantastic time, and not just because he. Uh, Mm. Forgot flown all the way to Australia. He had a great time. Anyway, yeah, so I listened to that interview. Yeah, it, it, all was, the it was so much fun to hang out with him too. Yeah, all and the interviews were great. Everyone had a ball. Such a good place. Yeah, yeah. The um... uh, other things happening in stores. Good Games Christmas catalog has just uh, hit people's mailboxes. If it's not in your mailbox, you can find it online at goodgames.com.au. And uh, if you can't find it there or don't want to, rock into your local Good Games <laughs> store, and they've got copies of the catalog sitting there in store. 
Not always. <laughs> In most stores. Mostly, mostly. Um, but it is, uh, there's some good stuff in there. It, hmm. we, we've, we've really gone all out. This is the first time we've done a catalogue, but um, I'm pretty excited about it. Hmm. I've been having a look at the shelves lately, and uh, I think there's actually quite a few stocking fillers in there, which are really good. Uh, small small games that I'd like to pick up that, that really do fit that bill of, here you go, here's a great present mm. for someone. Uh, that's a very small board game. Yeah, everything from like Skull and all those Yeah, little... it's a Gloom and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, like the little classics. Yeah. But then all like, like the Habba stuff as well. It's good for like little, yeah. little kids if you're trying There's to get... you got you got probably like our age group. So like, you know, we're starting to have kids now. All gamers, you know, you wanted to get them into games early on, you play Habba. I'd love so. a copy of Dancing Eggs. You'd love a copy of Dancing Eggs? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll uh, put that into the Secret Santa <laughs> hint list for you. Hey, <laughs> So, as per usual, uh, the game of the month this month is going to be Queen Domino. Uh, you can get 10% off by going into your local good game store and stating the password, guys. Don't, Don't stop me now. If you sing it, you know, it's all the better. So, do that at any good game store, but do it before Santa arrives because <laughs> after that, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year's, that's a, that's a foggy week. No one knows that's what's it. going on that week. Everyone's in a daze. So, you're going to need to get it done in the next three weeks. Uh, you don't uh, go near a shop then. Yeah. Get this, to- one, this one could be dangerous, actually. This password, like that, that song, is yeah. so good that, you know, people do just walk around singing it. So, people might be accidentally getting 10% off this game. Just make sure you don't have a pool cue in your hand. Okay, that's a reference to something in Matt's life that we don't want to delve into. So, yeah, so remember... I feel, that, like, it's, I feel like it's good advice for any time you're not playing pool, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Queen Domino, get your 10% off anytime during December. Um, but, of course, you can always win it as well by getting to our Facebook page, getting a comment on our post, which will stick to the top of the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Uh, leave a comment on there. We'll pick so something. It'll be, it'll be number 108. Yeah, it'll be number 108. And we'll do some gnarly sort of themed uh, comment section dealio so that uh, we know that just the people that say yeah. comment and all that sort of smart assery don't get to Read win. deeper. Yeah. Um, so the post you know, is going to be... Do you know where else people should leave comments? Uh, people should leave comments on iTunes and Podbean and anything yes. else they're using to listen to the, uh, to the pod. Hey, I'm uh, doing... Telling people how good it is. Yeah. I did a bit of homework on this and got us on, oh, i got to try to remember now, Blueberry, which is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. That's a podcast mm. directory. Uh, Stitcher is another yep. one. And something like Double Twist or some crap like that. If you're using any other one, let me know because we'll register it. Because some people would, when I've, I found on some sites, it said, do you own this podcast or is this podcast related to you? Because someone's yeah. already lodged... Um, the podcast on their site so that they could list it. So, you know, oh, we've, cool. let us know if you're using a different um, podcast catcher and then we can go get all the right information on there so that uh, other people can find us. I also have, I've been busy updating all the video uh, video unboxings that we've done onto Board Game Geek. So they're all up there now and up to date. So you can jump onto Board Game Geek, uh, look for your favorite games that we've reviewed and you can actually see the unboxings there. Mm. Well, it's a Facebook channel somewhere with them all on, but yeah. no one has to find that, not even us. <laughs> Facebook so, channel's going off these days with Chatter as well. It's, it's actually a really good place to hang out. Yeah. Uh, so, the, uh, so you can win it. Leave your comment, and you will win it just the same as last month's winner. Do you know who it is? Lovecraft Letter. Who, 
Yeah, who is it? I haven't got it written down. No, no, I said, do you want to know who it is? Yeah, I want to know who it is. You want to know who it is? How yeah. badly do you want to know tell who me, it is? I don't, it's not going to be me, so I don't really care that All right. much. The tell winner me. of last month's I'm game. I'm excited for the person who's going to win. Lovecraft Letter. Yeah. Stop the suspense, tell me. Is Ashley Clifton. Ashley Clifton. <laughs> yeah. Ah, good stuff. Is that a, is that a, a guy or a girl? Uh, well, judging by the... Picture. Yeah, it you... looks like because I'm just having a look at the, yeah. the Facebook page. Uh, it looks like uh, Winona Ryder. Why are you from, taking uh, so long? I, I, I've got <laughs> it, no idea. It looks like a man. No, a woman. A ma- no, man. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Ashley. We got Matt to do that. We should have got someone with. Who are able to identify the difference between a man and a woman. <laughs> Leaning over, it looks definitely 100% female. As soon as we got the name, we found... I had a look at the Facebook post that she left. I craft makeup looks, which was really intriguing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, I've been watching some videos on that. Have you ever seen those Facebook ones where they like they, they just... And they do it to themselves. It's yes. like there's this, there's this girl. She's amazingly good looking as well. And then she starts off just uh, like she sticks a whole bunch of like gluey stuff all over her face and cuts into it and then peels it all back and paints teeth inside and all this kind of, And just uh, it doesn't, it'd be so hard to do this on someone else and they're doing it to themselves. How talented. But how talented is Ashley Clifton or well, how she talented does all will she be when she gets I'm inspired sure. uh, to uh, join our competition every month because she could win it. Oh, she did. She every won a Lovecraft month. letter. She could win uh, it more than once. So, Somebody didn't win, once. but I want to give a shout out to yeah. is uh, Stephen Zera, who uh, I, I loved. I loved his comment. I love to craft, love crafting and crafts with my love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Saucy. He's got the juice. Uh, playing playing very nicely with the theme. Yeah, I've got um, I picked out Melissa Nicholson, who I had a, a, quite a bit of a chat with. She was saying, I love to craft. She could have left it there because there was an exclamation mark. But she said, I make greeting cards and other cool things out of paper. And then she sent us a few pictures of some of the stuff that she's been making for Christmas cards. And she said she made a grandma's uh, Christmas card, which is cool. Because, you know, <laughs> if you're like me, you get a card, you open it up, uh, mm. Michael Keaton style from Family Ties. Check if it's got cash in it. Yeah, if it doesn't, doesn't fall throw out. it straight in the bin. God. Because they're all garbage and they're just full of <laughs> nonsense. That, you know, it's like, dear David... Happy Christmas. Oh, thank you yeah, for the thought. It. Melissa Nicholson takes it a step further and actually puts some heart and soul into it. You're never going to throw one of her cards away because oh. it's made with love and effort uh, targeted for the person that it was sent to. Do you find it annoying when people write in a card and it's a birthday card or whatever, it says happy birthday in the card, mm. yet they proceed to still write happy birthday in the card that says happy yes, birthday in the card? that is the worst. Don't do that, reads, people. Nobody reads the printed bit. Well, I do. Apparently we do, yeah. You're, and you're obviously, <laughs> obviously Ashley Clifton does too because she responded to this Facebook post with a comment that won her Lovecraft letter. You're still going on about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so we've we've done Ashley. Yep. She's gonna. We'll get in touch with her. To let her know if you if you are one of the other people like Stephen Zara or. Um, uh, Anyone else we mentioned throughout the course of the podcast? Anybody else we mentioned out throughout the podcast? Get in touch. Podcast. If you're Bruno Cathala, get in touch. We'll give you a <laughs> yeah, Bruno, you can get in touch as well. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Cyril Bouquet. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Queen Domino. Yeah. Uh, Queen Victoria. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth II. She would be able to get in touch. <laughs> get... Xenomorph Queen. <laughs> <laughs> podcast at sevenlandhand.com and, we'll, and choose a badge. We've got, oh, you know what? You know what? Exciting news. Uh, we've got no more charging badge badge. No. Badges left. We're out. Oh, really? No, no. I think I've got a couple more. They've been retired. 
Oh, well, if you've prepared, if you've got a few more. Yeah, I think I've got a couple away. more somewhere. I've got one here, but I'm not letting that one out. Otherwise, they... advertising tool, hot garbage. Yeah. And then, shock horror, Ian, Jamie's not going to like this. There's, uh, uh, Aaron's already slated the next badge that's going to go out there. Uh-huh. It's relating to the Charging Badger podcast one. It's incorporating the badge theme. Yeah. Um, and it's it's called the, the bad Badgina badge. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no! Uh, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's already it's already in print. That'll be coming soon. <laughs> so look, it's unfortunate we didn't realise you know the connotations, but nobody made the connection. Money's been spent, so yeah, it's all been done. You know what? It's all right. I can forgive and forget. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope there isn't. I just hope there isn't a graphic. All right. Um, so yeah, just keep. Keep sending in uh, comments on Facebook posts. You know, it's it's fun seeing the uh, discussions unfold out there. And uh, yeah. we'll try and keep our guys nudging them away so that you get to see Matt's Blood Bowl team get painted. That's and, it. That'll get there. Or hey, Kai's... Uh, would it not be ironic and terrible if the hot garbage is the last badge to go? Because then it is hot garbage itself. The hot garbage is the best one. I'm telling you now. That's, <laughs> that's the best one. Because it's got a little flame on it. I like that. Yeah. A lot of people like the advertising tools as well. Anyway, uh, what have we got left? Get in touch. Podcast at sevenlandhand.com. If uh, you've got anything to say to us, uh, we'll get stuck into that on the show. That'd be cool. That's it. Um, uh, if you want to send a message to us each, you could use our names. You could. Um, next fortnight, uh, we're doing another MTG pod. I think uh, we might have four people on that pod, but enough said about that. Uh, we'll be talking about Unstable. We'll be checking in on the Murfolk versus Gobbos, yep. see who's winning that battle. And, um, oh, yeah, oh, Jamie's not going to be happy about this either. There's more bad news for Jamie. Beer and pizza show. Oh, It, w- right. it was going to be in February. Jamie was going to try and make it. Daniel can't make it. So it's all off. Oh, we'll so put, we can put it whenever we want. We'll put it back to February because we're going to try and get Daniel in to play some live tunes. But he screwed that up. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Real nice. You blew it. What concerned me then was that the uh, Beer and Pizza Show 2017 was going to be in 2018. Yeah. So we're going to run it December 30th. Oh. And where are we going to run it? Uh, Canning's and Good Games. And December 30th, it'll be full of magic players. So that will wrap up and we'll invite some of our closest friends to have some beer, pizza. Excellent. And some, probably a Matt's quiz, unfortunately, because that gets people happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I've got a list of top 10 things that I can't make it to. Yeah. (laughs) And and that'll be in that foggy week after Christmas. So we'll all be in in a bizarre state. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's like that's it. a packed lineup. Oh, uh, when we're back for our next board game show, I'll have a, a I guess, a little bit of a progress report on Blood Bowl. See do how the uh, the print the the pauper princes are going. That's my know, team. In the dying depths of this podcast, do we know next month's game? Ooh, you'll be looking we're for. Not, a, uh, we're not sure yet. Firstly, I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through a few unstable drafts before I look at anything. I'm so excited about that set. That is going to be good fun. So though. look for an unboxing. Yeah, yeah, look for an unboxing if we do that straight away. Mind you, we're going to be putting a few unboxings up, actually. Yeah, it's not going to be... So... Inf- Infected is going to go up pretty soon, and it's not going to be that one. And then Larklamp. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, won't be that one either. So <laughs> here's a list of games that we won't <laughs> that be playing. It won't be <laughs> fascinating. Maybe, maybe this is a better topic for uh, Facebook. Guys, if there are any games that you want us to review, leave a comment. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, music sounds good. Yeah, there you you bought it. You got a pound of dice. I did. I got a pound of dice. And and did you see the special collector's dice that they came yeah. with it? Yeah. The bright pink one. Not, not awesome. my not my choice, but you know I'm happily 
I'll happily receive them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. uh, I immediately tore the packet apart and uh, started making them into little individual groups of bags, uh, dice bags. I oh, know he's going to so, list. Yeah. He's going to list his pound of dice bags. I am. So in the dice. first one, there's a yellow <laughs> speckle. Then oh. there's the green uh, two tone. Oh my Good night. God. Followed Good night, by the orange straight speckle. <laughs>